your service to be with us on this day. We are certainly honored uh, to have you to be a part. The Bible Way Church of Piedmont is the mother church of this church. In fact, Bishop Jackson and others were saved there, and we branched off from the Bible Way Church of Piedmont to establish this ministry some 55 years ago. So thank you so much, Bishop Mack, for representing our mother church. There's a word from the Lord on this glorious day of celebration. We take a break from the series. We will rejoin the series again on next Sunday. But today, God has given us a very special message. The text is found in 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 10 and 11, reading from the New King James Version. 1 Peter chapter 5, verses 10 and 11, from the New King James Version. Hear the reading of God's holy word. But may the God of all grace, somebody say all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus. Listen to this. After you have suffered a while, God will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. I like the way that sounds. Y'all mind if I say it again just to get on the devil's nerve? <laughs> and after, let, let's make it to us, after we have suffered a while, God will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle us. <laughs> Verse number 11, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. Amen. And those that love God's word say amen. Reach over and catch someone by the hand. Amen. Bless this word into someone's spirit. This is the subject for the message today as we celebrate 15 years. I'm sorry, 55. 50. <laughs> Five years. It's been so much fun. I thought it was 15 years. <laughs> 55 years. Squeeze those hands. Look at somebody and say, God gets the glory. Amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. God gets the glory. Ooh, God get the glory. One of the things, and to those of you who had the privilege and the honor of being here when Bishop Jackson was the pastor, you will remember this. But one of the things that Bishop Jackson, our founding pastor, would often say to us, as a church family. He would often say this, uh, Mother Susie Smith and others who remember this, that whatever success we may one day enjoy, and I need you to take note that he spoke these words when we were small and struggling. 
we're just starting out. I see some of you have been here for a long time. You remember this. And he says that God's going to bless us as a ministry. God says it may be tough now, but he will bless us. And then he would say to us, now, don't forget this. Whatever success we may one day achieve, we should always remember that God gets the glory. Wow. What powerful words. Not us, not you, but God gets the glory. He will say to us, don't glorify me as your pastor. Bishop Jackson would say, he said, don't celebrate me as your pastor, but celebrate the God that can use someone like me and someone like you to make a difference for the kingdom. We ought to give God a hand for the legacy of Bishop Jackson. He would go on to say, Bishop would, that don't ever worry about who gets the credit. <laughs> we were an emerging ministry, growing, and there are times when in any organization, in any ministry, folk get mad because they don't get the credit they think they deserve. <laughs> folk don't hear their names called. They're not selected to head a ministry. They, 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 they are a part of the team. But Bishop would say to us, even during his feeble days, when his strength was fading away, he would say, don't ever worry about who gets the credit. Just make sure God gets the glory. And I remember having a conversation with him one time, and he got me straight, and there were some things that they were honoring churches and that, and they, they did not honor Bible way. Some, some of the folk, they were saying some negative things. And I was saying to him, Dad, Dad, they ought to recognize what you've done. You started with 13 members. You, you left the racetrack. You put yourself through school. You worked. And look what you've done. I says, they, they don't, nobody ever wants to recognize you. And I tried to push to get him recognized on the African-American calendar, Dr. Helms and some of the other things. And he called me <laughs> to his house one day. He was weak. He had a stroke. And he says, son, forget about that. He said, I don't care about getting credit. I just want to make sure God gets the glory. <laughs> then he said something so profound. He says, there are a whole lot of people pursuing credit who are not giving God the glory. <laughs> he said, but always remember to give God the glory. Now, unfortunately... <laughs> We're living in 2018. We're living in time of the digital revolution. We're living in a time when everybody has the ability to write in their hands with a smartphone to promote themselves to anybody that will listen. We're living in a time in which it seems like there are those who are more concerned 
with taking credit themselves than giving God the glory for all of their successes. I'm here to tell you that if you've accomplished anything in life, God gets the glory. Amen. Just take a look at social media these days and you will discover and you will see a whole lot of self-promoting, grandiose, self-centered posts by people who are trying so hard to convince other people of how great and significant their lives are. People that are obsessed about being validated by others. We, we, we are living in a time now in which uh, folk go to great lengths for others to understand how significant and great their lives are. But the truth of the matter is this. If nobody ever calls your name, if nobody ever recognizes what you do, as long as God does, that ought to be enough. Am I right about it? We've got to, we have to be concerned with the only person validation that matters. <laughs> not the church, not the pastor, not your colleagues, not your sisters or brothers, not your neighbors or your coworkers. If God validates you, if God says all is well with you, then I don't care what anybody else says, it's all right. How many of you know as long as it's well with you and the Lord, it is well with my soul. Ooh, you've got to understand that if God says you are good, it doesn't matter what anybody else says. And in fact, God doesn't have to tell everybody, anybody else. You've got to understand your relationship with God, just you and God. And know God, it's all right with you and I. And so what if they don't call your name? So what if nobody understood? We, we promote everything. We, we, we every promotion as insignificant as what it may be we've got to do it and, and, and I, I just and I, I'll confess this, this is just something that I've got I've got a problem with self-promotion I've got a problem when, when, when you got to be the team and the cheerleader now your, your, your team is that bad that nobody cheers sounds like the Dallas Cowboys to me Oh, Lord, I had to throw that in. And that's a, now, now that sometimes maybe the team is that bad that you need to team to cheer. But, but if, if, if God wants somebody to recognize who you are and what you've done, God will raise up an advocate uh, out of nowhere that will sing your praises and give God the glory. 
God knows how to find you. He found Gideon behind the wine press. He found David tending to his father's sheep. Don't tell me what God can't do. God be for you. Who can be against you? What we need, may I preach this? This is anniversary, y'all give me a little more time. What we need are more people in our society like David. And not just David after he became a king. Because David was consistent in his attitude towards God. <laughs> I'm convinced that I tell people all the time, if you think people are going to mature after they get elevated, then you are mistaken. Usually the same people they are when they had nothing are the same way they act when they get something. Because if they were nasty when they were broke, they're going to be nasty when they got something. When they were nasty before they had a promotion and degrees, they're going to be a highly educated, nasty fool when they get a degree. Because as my granddaddy, the late Malcolm Andrew Jackson, all the way from Gasden, used to say, the blood of the beast makes the beast. Amen. You are who you are. Amen. David was who he was. David was a praiser. David was a man who did not promote himself. David was a man who did not seek the attention for himself. But David was a humble man of God that when God got ready to choose the next king of Israel, although David's father did not think enough of him to invite him in the house when the prophet was looking for the next king. His own daddy didn't think enough of David to even consider him worthy to be the king. But God got Samuel straight. God said, I don't look at people like you look at them. You look at the outward appearance. But I judge the heart. How many of you are still glad that God looks beyond the facade, beyond uh, all the outward adornings? Listen, give me a moment. Let me share with you three examples that David gave that uh, exemplified who he was. Psalms 118, verse uh, 23. Amen. David talks about God and who God was and what God had done uh, for him. He, he really talked about how great God was. And, and then he talked about, in, in, in fact, verse 21, the New Living Translation says, I thank you, God, for answering my prayer and giving me the victory. And then verse 22, he says, because I am the stone that the builders rejected <laughs> and have become the cornerstone. How many of you know God will take what other people reject and God will make you the center of attention. God, God will take those that nobody thought was worthy and put you in charge. God will fire the people who tried to fire you and put you in their job. Then David writes in verse 23, the New King James Version of Psalms 118. David says, this is the Lord's doing. What is the Lord's doing? You got to go back to verse 22. The stones that the builder rejected that became the cornerstone. David said, this is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. 
And then David writes in Psalms 124. I love this chapter. Psalms 124 is one of my favorite passages of scripture. Indulge us for a minute as we read this psalm, the New King James Version. David writes, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, uh, let Israel now see. Verse 2, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side when men rose up against us. Somebody should have leaped for joy right there in your heart because you know you had some enemies, but God blocked it. Amen. Anybody want to give God a quick praise for blocking every hater and every liar and every I, yeah, 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 and every enemy in y'all, y'all, y'all don't. I feel like preaching, but I'm trying to behave. Look at somebody and say, God blocked it. Verse three says, then they would have swallowed us alive when their wrath was kindled against us. Verse four, Psalms 124, then the waters would have overwhelmed us. The streams uh, would have gone over our souls. Verse 5, then, uh, then the swollen waters would have gone over our souls. Look at verse 6. Blessed be the Lord who has not given us as a prey to their teeth. And if you didn't shout over anything else, verse number 7 ought to make you happy. Our soul has escaped as a bird from the snare of the fowlers. Grab somebody by the hand and say, the snare has been broken. The the living translation puts it like this. The trap has been broken. Any of you know that your enemy set a trap for you, but God broke it and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Somebody just touched somebody and said the trap has been broken. Till an enemy thought they had you, but you got away. In fact, some of us the enemy did have, uh, but we got out of the trap. Can I preach to some real folk that life was jacked up, messed up, on your way to hell, and all messed up. But God broke the trap, broke the snare. The devil said, I got you. But somehow God made a way out of nowhere, and the anointing destroyed the yoke. Somebody ought to help me celebrate. Think of one thing that you were in that God got you out of. Come on. Y'all aren't that deep. Some of you were locked up. Some of you were almost locked up. Some of you should have been locked up. But God. But God. Some of you were broke, are broke. Some of you are still broke. But God. Some of you got your heart broken. Some of you folk left you for dead. But God. Some of you, when your families were torn apart, the enemy said you'll never be the same. But God gave you something and somebody better than what you had. May I preach? Should I preach? Touch somebody and say the snare is broken. 
The trap is broken. Mm, devil had me, but I got a way. Mm, it's broken. I've got to give God a praise. Folk don't know why you praise God. You ought to tell them if you knew my story, you would understand why I can't be cute. Now, I can look cute, but I don't have to act cute. And let me just say for the record, y'all look cute, okay? But you don't have to act the way you look because God has been too good for you to sit down on God. Somebody ought to give God your best praise for doing things that only God could do for you. Woo! Deacon Chris Hadgrave, that's why I love you, brother. Your wife died while your daughter was three years old and you put everything on hold to raise your daughter and now in 2018 graduated with honors at the University of South Carolina living in the honors dormitory. Don't you tell me what God can't do. If God can do it for Chris, God can do it for you. Touch somebody so you're next in line. Who am I preaching to? I feel like preaching, but I got it. Woo! One more example from David. May I preach? Should I preach? Uh, can I preach? Psalms 136. And verse number four. <laughs> Mm, thank you, David. Thank you, David. David now writes this psalm towards the end of his life. He writes, oh, give thanks to the Lord for his mercy endureth forever to him who alone does great wonders for his mercy endureth forever. Is there anybody in here want to give God thanks for what God has done in your life? It was grace and mercy that made a way for you. Ah, it is of the Lord's mercies that we have not been consumed. His compassion faileth not. It is renewed every morning. Great is his faithfulness. Somebody ought to give God a praise for new mercies you received this Sunday morning. I'm not even talking about the blessings you got last week. I am talking about the blessings you received this Sunday morning. If you can wave your hands, that's a blessing. If you can breathe, that's a blessing. If you can clap your hands, that is a yah, yah, yah. Y'all help me give God a praise for the blessing. Whew. One more thing. Perhaps somebody said David could praise God because he had everything. He was the king. He was a songwriter, charismatic, young, and handsome. But David covered that too. 
David said, now for all of you naysayers and critics who think you can only praise God during good times, I've got a word for you. It is Psalms 34 and verse number one. Look at somebody and say, God's got a word for you. Psalms 34 and verse number one. Let me get to it because I want to read something to you. David writes this Psalms 34 and verse number one. He writes, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Look at somebody and say, even during my worst days, I'll give God my best praise. Tell your neighbor, the devil is a liar. I know how to praise God broke. I know how to praise God sick. I know how to praise God when I get laid off. I know how to praise God when my family is acting crazy and I got to work with demons every day. I know how to give God my best praise during my worst days. My soul shall make her boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. Verse number six, this poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all of his troubles. Anybody know that God has ever brought you out of some trouble? You ought to clap those hands and give God a praise and tell somebody God deserves this praise. Come on. Um, maybe somebody's sitting by you the wrong Sunday. Tell them this is the wrong Sunday to sit by me because pastor is reminding us of all that God has done. Excuse me if I get on your nerve. I, I may holler without giving notice. I, 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 I just may yell without getting notice. Y'all excuse me, but if you knew what I've come through, then you would understand the magnitude of and the velocity of my and, and, and the great power of my praise. You've got 10 seconds from the depths of your belly to open your mouth and throw your head back and give God the best praise. Come on, Zion. You got, you got five more seconds. Some of you hadn't said a thing yet and still sitting down. But if you can just hold on to the seat and stand up, you ought to stand up and give God. Tell your neighbor, excuse me, this is the Lord's doing. God gets the glory out of this. Tell somebody, excuse me, but if you knew where I came from, uh, come on somebody, think about what God has done. The text says, but the God of all grace, after you have suffered a while, anybody in here suffered a while, God will perfect, establish, strengthen that, and settle you. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, when you come through this, God's got something better with your name on it. But you first got to come through this. Encourage somebody 
and say, come on through this. On the other side of this, God's got a blessing with your name on it. I, I'm not finished, but I'm through because I feel a breakthrough praise in here. Grab you a praise partner and say, neighbor, when I think of the goodness of Jesus, thank you, Mother Mazalee, Lord, and all he's done for me, then my soul cries out, hallelujah. Give God your best hallelujah praise. Give God your best Excuse us, but if God's been good to you, I need about 500 people to leave your seat and flood this altar and say, God gets the glory. God gets the glory. I wouldn't be here today if it had not been for the Lord. I would not be standing today if God had not been Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. Give him the glory. You owe God a praise. You owe God a praise. Look what the Lord has done. Look where he brought you from. Look what he's done for you. You owe God a praise. Come on. Praise him, praise him, praise him. Because somebody say, I owe God a praise. Because if God had not done what God did for me, I wouldn't be standing here today. Put your hands on your heart and say, I am one blessed somebody. I'm blessed and highly favored. Woo! All the blessed folk, all the blessed folk, clap your hands, open your mouth, and tell the Lord, thank you. Come on and tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. Tell him thank you. I got to leave, but tell him. Has he been good to you, church mothers? Has he been good to you, deacons? Has he been good to you, preachers? Choir members? Has the Lord been good? In the balcony, has God been good to you? I hear a war cry. I hear a war cry. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
tell you, the war cry is not hoping you get the victory. The war cry is thanking God for the victory even before the war is over. Come on, church. Somebody ought to give God a praise in the midst of what you're going through. One more time. If you're grateful, only if God's been good to you. Anniversary Sunday. Jackson, for we sense your spirit in this place. Thank you to a humble man, never did earn a college degree, never had a degree of theology, never matriculated to the school of theology, but God gave him a Holy Ghost anointing to be able to speak prophetically into people's life that God gets the glory. Listen, lift those hands. J.J. Harrison writes this powerful song that we want to conclude to open this altar with. It's real simple. And it simply says, my hallelujah belongs to you. 
Here's what I want you to do during these next few moments. I just want you to block out everything else, all the trouble, all the trials, and just think about what God has already done for you. Maybe he hasn't given you everything you asked for, but he's given you enough for you to declare my hallelujah belongs to you. You deserve it, Lord. You deserve it. All of the glory <laughs> belongs to you. <laughs> you deserve it. <laughs> Ooh, that's my testimony. Lord, you deserve it. All of the praise belongs to you. God, you deserve it. Yes, you deserve it. Oh, come on, Brother Bill. <laughs> Bless him. My hallelujah belongs to you. <laughs> All the worshipers, just lift those hands. My Ooh. hallelujah Ooh. belongs to you. Thank you, Bill. Thank you, choir. Yes, yeah, yeah. Ooh. My hallelujah yeah, 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 yeah. belongs to you. It's not me, Lord. It's you. <laughs> Ooh. My hallelujah belongs to you. Come on, help me say, say. You deserve That's it. Sing from your heart. Ooh. You deserve Yes, sir. You deserve it. Yeah. You deserve it. Come on, lift those hands and say, My hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. Oh, my hallelujah. All the worshipers come on, you wave those hands. Everybody worship it, yeah, yeah. All of the glory, Lord. All of the glory, yes, Lord. To you. <laughs> we give it all to you, Lord. All of the glory, all of the glory belongs to you. All of the glory, Lord. All of the glory. I didn't know he deserves it.
Peter, Peter writes, and I invite you back on Tuesday night, but I have three key points from this text that I want to share. But Peter writes, after you have suffered a while, God will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. <laughs> then he writes, to him be the glory and the dominion forever and ever. God's taking you through something right now. <laughs> Some of you are in that after a while stage. You don't see it yet. But God says, when you come through this, I will perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. <laughs> you won't be as wild as what you are now. God says, I'm going to take you through something. I'm going to make you better when you come through it. And when God does that for you, God says, don't ever forget that he gets the glory. It's not your family. It's not your DNA. It's not your education. It, it is not even your hard work and your ability to pull yourself up. <laughs> because somebody had to give you the strength to grab the boots to put on. Pull yourself up. <laughs> God gets the glory. Close those eyes. Let me say, for the Bible Way Church of Atlas Road family, don't worry about comparing churches. Don't ever, ever, ever debate or argue with anybody about whose churches are better than what churches. That's an abomination to God. The fact of the matter is that we all belong to God. God doesn't love us anymore because we've got 4,000 people coming. He loves us just as much as we had four people on Sunday morning. Okay. Don't get into all of the things that the world wants us to get into. That's why I, I told the church, and this is true, I told the church staff, I, I don't count memberships. I haven't looked at new members' data in over a year. I look at the names and the pictures and thank God for them, but if someone was to ask me how many people joined, I have no idea because that's not that important to me. What is important to me are souls that are saved. What is important to me is Lamancia Williams being healed of West Nile virus. What's important to me is a family in Conway seeing God in action. What's important is a single father raising his daughter by himself. Whoo! Giving God the glory. That's what God has called us for. So do me a favor and grab somebody by the hand. Ooh, come on, Bill, a little bit more. Come to you just before you... Tell him, huh? Everybody just touch somebody. God deserves the glory. Yeah, yeah. You deserve the glory, God. Yeah, 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 yeah. God. 
say this. I want, I want to say this. Bishop, Matt, God's going to bless you, man. That is so humble of you to do what you did today. Amen. God's going to bless you in a very special way. Amen. Everybody in here that needs God to do something special for you by the year's end. I don't even want you to raise your hands. I just, I just want you to confirm it in your spirit. God told me to speak this prophetic word. God said, so, and you know, every time God has led me to do it, God has backed me up. God says, I'm going to do something supernatural in somebody's life before the year is over. And God says, when I have accomplished that, all I ask that they do is to give me the glory. Ooh, I don't take credit for what God has done. Amen. And God says, if you, can, if you can do that, then you are in a position to be blessed by God. Anybody want that blessing before 2018 is over? Amen. Close those eyes, if you will. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. Thank you for this very special day. Thank you for reminding us this is not about power nor might. This is not about how great we are because we are not that great. But this is about giving you the glory. I thank you. 55 years ago, you took 13 people, basically from an area, and you blessed them. I thank you for the people who poured into my life, the people who mattered in my life the most. None of them are politicians. None of them are elected officials. But I thank God for Mother Josephine Hannison, all the way from St. Matthew's, Lord, who blessed me in ways that nobody could ever know. Young man going to college, she told me she sold pies to give me money to help buy books. Ooh, that's a blessing. Thank you for Mother Maggie Anderson. Thank you uh, for Mother Lord, Mother English. Thank you for Mother Simmons. Thank you. For all of these folk, Lord, they didn't have much. And between all of them, one college, two college degrees between 13 people. Ooh, but they had an anointing that far surpassed anything the world could ever give them. And we say thank you. We stand on their shoulders. We are here today because you empowered and anointed them to do something exceedingly and abundantly more than they could even ask or think by the power that was working in them. And we say thank you. You're going to bless somebody before this year is over. But I'm hearing you say, but I want them to have a relationship with me. God says, I'm going to bless you in ways that nobody and you don't have to win the lottery you don't have to do any god says when i want to bless you i'll bless you because the earth is mine and the fullness thereof thank you lord because it's already done somebody says it's already done thank you lord because i receive that somebody say i receive it thank you lord because i'm claiming that that blessing belongs to me in jesus name 
In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Put your arms around somebody and say, God gets the glory. If you're here today and you want to commit your life to the Lord, come on, if you want to commit your life to the Lord, if, if you want to commit to something greater than yourself, come on in. You can't go back the way you came. If you, if you want to commit, if you want to join the church, if you, if you want to commit your life to God, if you want whatever you, come on, if you want to be saved, walk down the aisle, stand right now. Yeah, yeah wherever you are, God's calling you. Yeah. Thank you. This young man said, I want to be baptized. Come on. Give God a praise. Come on. Somebody else, come on. Place this way. Come on, brothers. I need some brothers. Come stand with this guy. Another, others are coming. He wants to get baptized and give it. He deserves it. He wants to commit baptized too. That's right. Come on. Just stand up here with him. Oh, look at God. Come on, somebody. Give God some praise. Look at it. Anybody else? Come on. This is your day. This is your moment. This is your day. Come on, stand with folk. You can't judge folk. You got to be with them. Come on and be with them. Come on and lift those hands. Anyone else? Come on. God's calling you. God's calling you. Give God a hand of praise right now. Give God a praise for the word of God.